0: Thank you for listening to Truth in Life, a concise Christian belief series. This class was taught on a Sunday morning at Christ the Word Church because we believe that God's Word is truth and that His truth should shape our lives. For more information on our church, visit ChristTheWord.com.
1: All right. So yeah, as Wade said, we're on number five. This is uh, perseverance and assurance. So we've been through the effectual calling. We talked about regeneration, right? God calls us into union with Christ, gives us a new heart. Um, We talked about saving faith and repentance, right? Our response to God's calling. We talked about justification, adoption, and sanctification. We get a new legal standing. We're declared righteous. We enter God's family through adoption. We're made saints, holy people, and we start to work out our regenerate nature renewing us in the image of Christ in sanctification. So today we get down to this question of assurance, perseverance and assurance. Uh, all the things we've been given, all this we've talked about, everything that we are in Christ, is it permanent? Does it last? Right? Do we have perseverance in the course of this sanctification, which is our living out our faith over a lifetime? And of course, that's not necessarily an easy road all the time, right? So there's difficult things. So do we persevere through that? And then the idea of assurance, how do we know? Do we persevere through that? What where where can we find, you know, some confidence in scripture that it is assured? And and right? In what cases might it not be assured? Okay, so for whom might that be might that be the case? So that's gonna be what we'll talk about today. Okay, mental warm-up, ready? pretty sharply focused on this. This is a hard one. Any, any, foo- any foodies in the room? Anybody? A chef or a gourmet? Uh, Abby, Abby, I saw you looking at the corner of the room over there. I know you're in a family of gourmets here, so help us out. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure I can explain it, Jerry. It's a salad without pasta or something like that. It has a lot of salami in it. I don't know. I'm not a, yeah?
2: I'm not a food guy,
1: but a math guy, I did the calculation. You did? I'd still be <laughs> Thank you. Because it neutralizes, right? You got, you got nothing in the end. All right. <laughs> Matter, antimatter, pasta, antipasta. Okay. All right. So this is where we're going today. So we want to talk about the perseverance of the saints. Remember we said we're saints, those who are called holy people, right? We are saints. So what's the perseverance of the saints about? What does that doctrine mean? And then understand the grounds for the assurance of our faith. So what what's it based on? What things can we look for? Remember we said, hey, when you're called, it's not like necessarily someone who is called has a glow or a different, you know, there's not a star over there. We don't know. The spirit moves in a mystery when spirit calls us so how do we know how do we know if we're called how do we know if you know what's the evidence right so we always want to look for things that um, we can look to okay behaviors and that sort of thing right so we'll get into that what what is our assurance grounded on and then we'll deal with the issue of apostasy because again we know that you know we all know people potentially and certainly in Scripture there are examples of folks that appeared to be appeared to have genuine faith You know, maybe they even had power, you know, and in the end, they fall away. for a variety of reasons. So we'll talk about why. Why is that? What does it look like? Okay. What does it mean? All right. So we'll just jump right in to a definition. So give me your thoughts as you've heard this phrase, perseverance of the saints. What does that mean to you? What comes to mind? Conflict, really, okay. There's no need to, pers- to you know, persevere if there's no conflict. Okay, right, so perseverance by definition means there's something to persevere against or through. Good, yeah, it's right.
2: Just as the, 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 I think of that Christians, they continually seek to be sanctified and follow God all the way until they're dying breath.
1: Okay, so it's a... It's not a small thing. It's not a small slice of time. It's a long, it's your whole life, right, to the end. In fact, until we're glorified. Yeah. Good. OK. What else? Necessary. Necessary. OK. Meaning?
2: We have, we have to persevere to the end. OK. It's not, not op- it's not optional, it's <coughs> something that we are in
1: the yeah. uh, get the fullness of salvation we once persevere. Yeah. It's both. It's both a promise and an, and an encouragement and a incentive. Something go do right. We talked about action, being actively involved, right? Participating. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What else? We'll talk about that, particularly about what does it mean to be sealed by the Holy Spirit, right? So we have that from Scripture. That's a truth. So what does that mean? We'll talk about that. That's great. Good. Matt, did you have a...
0: along those lines, uh, Christ, will, it, everyone who's given to Christ, will, He will bring to heaven. Yep. So it's a work of God.
1: Yes. Good. Yes. And we can have absolute confidence in that, okay? All right. So here it is. Uh, uh-oh, one too many. From the confession, Westminster Confession, here is the definition. I can't read the glare. They whom God hath accepted in His beloved in Christ, right, effectually called, talked about that, and sanctified by His Spirit, can neither totally nor finally fall away from the state of grace, but shall certainly persevere therein to the end And be eternally saved okay certainly shall certainly persevere and so i was going to ask you about the word persevere we've covered it already a little bit but it is about there are difficult things so perseverance means hang in there (laughs) hang in there have confidence know the end understand how god's working understand again that he works through us god does it all but always through human effort and that human effort often involves really tough things, very difficult times in life, struggles of all kinds, trials, temptations, persecution. Right. So we'll talk about some of that, too. But perseverance is a very appropriate word because, you know, I think at times, and we'll get into it a little bit, is there's some doubts, right? Things come that are very difficult. You struggle with things in your families or in a work environment or whatever it is. And we have doubts, like, man, <clears throat> you know, is this? am I really going to make it to the end? <laughs> is it really designed for me, ordained for me, to make it. Because I feel like right now, I'm not making it. Or gee, I'd really rather just not face this fight right now. Right? So we get into some, some doubt. Okay, so we'll, <laughs> we'll craft this a couple different ways just to kind of get at it from different perspectives. But simply stated, right, those who are fully regenerate, and that's the new heart, new life, Uh, regenerate in saving unity with Christ, can't lose their salvation. It all starts with that regenerate heart. And those who are effectually, this is all the steps, right? Those who are effectually called, regenerated, converted, justified, adopted, and sanctified will surely persevere to the end. okay? So we'll look at some proofs. Some of these are just straight and simple from Romans 8. Therefore, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. In Christ. Remember, we said in Christ, that full trust In the power of Christ okay no condemnation meaning what you can't be condemned right there's no simply stated no condemnation and then from John 6 this is the will of him who sent me of all that he has given me I lose nothing right but raise it up on the last day for this is the will of my father that everyone who beholds the son and believes in him will have eternal life And I myself will raise him up on the last day. So these are, I think, very clear, right? Very clear statements of truth. Okay. Was that a question, Greg? No. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So we start getting a little bit deeper talking about this belief, this faith. So when we believe in Jesus, our sins are immediately forgiven. And every barrier is removed to eternal fellowship with God. So we will certainly persevere. Okay, so what that's getting at, again, is a barrier. What is a barrier? What do you suppose would be a barrier? All these barriers are removed. I would say this. There are obstacles. (laughs) There are things we have to get over and around, again, as part of the work we do, right? But what barriers do you think are removed that could potentially stand in our way or that we think about when you think about something getting in the way, right? Of your persevering to the end what might that be doubt. yeah yeah doubt is the I think the ever-present right yeah and so interestingly um, it is said that doubting doubting things that God has said clearly in Scripture that are truths is sinful doubt about other things that may not be as clear is not there is actually benefit sometimes in doubt in our struggling and wrestling through things right so doubt isn't necessarily a bad thing, but we have that all the time. I think that's a that's one of the more constant barriers. I think we face. Good. What else? Other barriers we might we might come up against. We'll we'll see that the the other ever present one that's significant is sin. Right? Sin is the presence of sin and because um, that's the thing that makes us trip, right? Oh, gosh, I'm in sin, you know, what, what, what about my salvation? Now what, you know? So, yeah, we're dealing with sin all the time. We said it's present now, uh, and so we're fighting that all the time. You know, temptations, again, persecution, these things are the barriers that you think about, but think about it, that, that they've been fully removed, okay? There's obstacles and things we're going to deal with, but these barriers have been removed, Whatever f- struggles we have, they're for our good, they're temporary, we will persevere. And then again, everyone who believes in Jesus, not hypothetically, but who sincerely believes or trusts will have eternal life. So if it's those who truly believe, then there, is, there are folks who don't truly believe, right? So there's another side of this that is uh, maybe not sincere, okay? That's not, and we come at it without a regenerate heart, but... Um, Frame calls it play acting, which I think is interesting. Play acting—that you you make professions, maybe even right. Maybe there's even evidence of power again, but there isn't the true the true faith. Okay. Okay. So from John three, he who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who does not (laughs) obey the Son will not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. So again, some pretty clear. statements. What about knowing? This, this gets into assurance a little bit, right? These things I've written to you from 1 John 5, these things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life, that you may know, right? He wants us to know it and to have confidence in it, for it not to be a mystery held over our head, okay, but to generate this confidence. Okay, so a couple other things I think are, are helpful or relevant. One is around the idea of being sealed, right? So we're sealed (laughs) by the Holy Spirit. Anyone who has the Holy Spirit has a guarantee of final perseverance. So what about sealed? What does that mean to you? What is a seal? I guess, generally, what is a seal? (laughs) What's its purpose? It's done, you're finished. Well, not finished in a bad way, but salvation
3: is done. Like a letter, you roll it up, you seal it.
1: Okay, so it's kind of protected, packaged. It's got a, yeah. Yeah, good, okay. What else?
3: Sometimes it indicates like, who it belongs to, who it comes
1: from. Right. Good. Think about a wax seal on a letter or something or a signet ring or something. The indicates the owner has put the seal in place. Good. Yep. What else? Used to keep something inside something Okay. So contained, again protected, set apart. Yep. Good. Okay, Okay. good. Some kind of evidence. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's you're getting a different pieces of <laughs> an overall picture. Yeah, good. Really good. Okay. So when it comes to the Holy Spirit sealing us, what does that look like? It's promised in scripture. We'll see that just in a second. But what does it mean that we're sealed by the Holy Spirit? Again, there's not a big tattoo on our forehead. There's not a big mark. There isn't anything, you know, necessarily externally obvious. So what are we looking for? I,
2: I yeah. think it, it shows in the way we think, we think differently. Yeah. Our desires yeah. change. Yeah. We're convicted where we were. Yeah, good. And it should be seen by others. It should be a seal that's also seen
1: by others. Yeah. Yeah, when I said it's not necessarily physically evident, that's not, that's not true in a sense. It's, again, it's not, a, it's not an external mark like we think of this, a seal being a mark. But our, our conduct, the way we the way we react to our environment, to the world, it, it, you know, that shows that we're sealed. And so remember, we said the spirit of God dwells in us. We have the spirit. We are a temple. And, and so this, the physical presence of the spirit is that seal on us. Again, right? it's not a wax on the outside. But that seal, if it's there, the evidence is in the way that we respond to our calling. You know, are we, are we being sanctified? Are we living lives of confidence? Uh, all the things we've talked about. Okay. So understand the seal, ce- the seal is there. It's powerful and nobody can snatch you out of God's hand. So when it says nobody, who's nobody? <laughs> who's nobody? Odd question. Nobody's nobody, including who? Who's the chief snatcher? Yeah. Nobody can touch you. Right? No condemnation. You are safe. And then we know, again, from a confidence perspective, God completes the work he starts. So even if you are, you know, so early in this calling and faith, you know, whatever's going on, God will finish it.
3: Um, I think that nobody, sometimes we can think that we are exempt from that nobody. You know, I've even heard people say yeah. that if I choose to walk away from God... Ah.
1: Good perspective, good perspective. We, not even us, not even us, right? If God has sealed us, we are called. He's going to finish that work. It may look ugly. It may be a time of very difficult things in your life. You try to walk away, He's going to return you. Good. Okay, so Ephesians 1, again, you, you were sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit of promise. Right? After listening to the message of truth, gospel of your salvation, and believing you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. Given as a pledge, this is forward-looking, I love this, given as a pledge of our inheritance, what's coming? Again, we said we are heirs. We are heirs to, you know, all that God promises and to the glory of Christ. This is forward-looking stuff. You're sealed for the future. With a view to the redemption of God's own possession, you saints, to the praise of his glory. So a really cool encouragement, again, forward-looking. John 10, and here we have, you know, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give eternal life to them. They'll never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Right? Clear, very clear. <laughs> Philippians 1, for I'm confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus will perfect it, our sanctification. Again, this is our working out, working out our salvation. Okay, so let's deal with this. Again, apostasy. We know people fall away. We may know people who have fallen away, okay? We know it happens. It may may be a personal thing. It does definitely happen. Why? Why does it happen? What's going on there? Okay, so in, in, in fact, we know folks who have professed Christ, who have professed faith in Christ, and then, again, typically it's something big, trial, temptation, persecution, something significant. doesn't have to be. could be for a variety of reasons. But they fall away. So we have examples in Scripture. So who, any examples that you can think of? We'll stick to Scriptural first. Yeah, what examples do we have of that? Solomon. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's the one, the Baptist.
1: Yeah, the guy who had everything. Yeah, and then, and he laments, you know. Yeah. Good one. But
0: uh, yeah, there's controversy whether he actually fell <laughs> away, but I don't know. It
1: Jake was a Saul. Saul, yeah. Yeah. Who yeah.
0: had experienced actual <clears throat> power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The actual God using him and all this stuff. Right.
2: What does the back row say in unison?
0: Take it to you. Um, just Judas, and, and yeah. like what Matt said, like even Judas performed miracles and God sent him out to minister yeah. in charge of the money, like, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah, all three of those are confounding, aren't they, to some extent? All three of those, you go, what happened, you know? And particularly with Judas, because I think it, we may know, I'll say maybe less about we may have less about the whole life or the less detail of the whole life but boy we sure have evidence obvious statements he was involved he was right there with the disciples he was given authority like the 11 right i mean he was right in there he saw stuff he did stuff you go man he had power or at least was given the opportunity to use power right and yet right so that's so there are examples clearly i, I suspect, Assumed we'd hit Judas, and you guys have already touched on that a little bit, so we'll just dive right in, right? He was, he was chosen. Now, we say these things in general, <coughs> things like he turned from sin, was enlightened by the Word, that's certainly true. He preached Christ and worked miracles. That's general of the, generally of the disciples, but no question he was given power, okay? And yet, he was not a true believer, okay? So we deduce from that he did not have a regenerate heart. This man was not called into union with christ okay so we say uh, does this make it kind of scary for some christians you think well i think it's because
2: (laughs) until the end of the story yeah you wouldn't suspect judas to being
1: right and i think i think that underlines a lot of the very honest application of things that we hear which is don't take it for granted don't assume, right? If you look look for the evidence, what's going on in your life of sanctification? Are you seeing growth? <laughs> Where's the fruit, right? If it's not there, I think that is cause for concern for the Christian. Yeah, I was... When he Did Judas turn from sin, though? I mean, there were several, you know, um, scriptures that said, like, all along, he was stealing. Right. right.
3: So,
1: that, I not know... Yeah, no, good point. I said, I said these are generalizations, right? right? But we clearly, he was given the power. But I so.
3: I Right. You know, we're all going to stumble and sin every day, but yep. what is the pattern of your life? When you continually headlong yes. into, you know, I I love money, I'm gonna steal, but I'm gonna play church as right. well. Um, you know, what what is that in our life?
2: Yes.
1: Exactly. And so the stealing the money is a great example, right? He talked about the poor, talked about talked he talked a good story, and then he had his hands in the money bag at the same time. So the evidence wasn't fruitful. <laughs> The evidence wasn't a growth, you know, in his sanctification. It was not that.
2: Or kind of would it speak to more of Christ's power that even He uses the unbelievers for His good?
1: Yes, He certainly does. Good point. Absolutely.
0: And then four, but to encourage us, though, we also have Peter who denies Christ three times, and yet He is. Yes.
1: yes. Yes. Yeah. So those who make tremendous blunders, you know, and commit what appears to be grievous sin, those who are called are sealed, protected to the end they will persevere. Yes. Good. And I mean, we've heard I've heard Judas called a wolf in sheep's clothing. You wonder about you hear that phrase, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Well, who is that? Well, he was that. He again, he was a perpetrator. <laughs> he was out for himself the whole time. The whole time. And we'll talk about this a little bit at the end. I want to get your thoughts. If you are a person concerned, if you're sitting there thinking, man, you know, I'm looking at my life and I'm trying to go through my sanctification, see where I'm at in all this. I'm looking for the fruit and I'm concerned. The fact that you have that concern, that that even bothers you is a mark, right? Is a mark that you've been called because it bothers you. And what's said about Judas is he didn't care one bit. Didn't care one bit about whether he was saved or not. He was all about himself a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? I
3: also think it's worth pointing out that like, Judas expressed regret after he betrayed Christ, but it was not true repentance. Like, he didn't turn and yeah. he did not ask for forgiveness. He was consumed mm-hmm. in guilt, yep. but he, God did not grant him repentance.
1: So More like I got caught and I'm really mm-hmm. upset yeah, that I got I caught. Or, or, yeah. that like,
3: like non-believers will still feel guilt, they'll still yeah. feel regret, but they don't
1: helpful
3: thank you okay ashley
1: yes exactly right no you're right he was around it all the time back will just jump over there so this is the Matthew 10, at least at the beginning of this, you get a sense that, you know, again, he was right in there. Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out. Well, that's serious power, right? To heal every kind of disease, every kind of sickness, and then he names the names right on down to Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him, so he was right in there, so... And then this is, I think, particularly sobering. Matthew 7, right? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. I'm sorry, the will of my Father who is in heaven (laughs) will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, those uh, you who practice lawlessness. So, doesn't say necessarily here that they actually did those things, but they came and claimed to those things. And maybe they did there. We know of cases again, people had power, but they did not have true trusting faith. Okay. Yeah. I think this is sobering. Okay. So, okay. Now we turn from that (laughs) to back to the positive here. What about assurance? You know, God wants us to have assurance. Don't we want to have assurance? So we want to know, you know, we want to have a sense of confidence around this. And again, the, so the doctrine of pers- doctrine of perseverance is intended to be a comfort to us. We'll see in a second, right, there's some scripture that says, hey, I want you to know that you have eternal life. I want you to be confident in it. We certainly do have doubts. So this is a little bit risky here, but I grabbed some poetry. I thought this was particularly, I don't know, to me, relevant and helpful. Um. And it deals, I think, with our sanctification. You know, we're called, we step out into faith, life gets tough, things start happening. We go, uh-oh, I'm not so sure about this anymore. You know, am I really saved or am I not? And then kind of calling us back. So stepping out into faith, terrified of our fate. You know, what's our ultimate fate? Do we, do we have confidence in that? We're tense and uncertain. We, uh, so a boat analogy, our feet leave the shore, the sails fill in roar. That's you know, Life gets crazy, things start happening things feel out of control we have doubts and we need assurance um, but it's enough that he calls us right he calls us into his family he knows our names we are his children so that's that's a beginning of confidence and then i like this we're bound to the end so we talked about being sealed this is another way of looking at it like being lashed to christ you know we're we're bound with him no matter what happens it says on a journey through fire and rain so Again, there are struggles and difficulties. Our sanctification isn't all like that. I don't mean to paint it like, oh, you know, this is going to be terrible. There are times of intense joy and great, great happiness, right, as part of our our sanctification as well. So I don't want to mean to paint it as it's like always (laughs) your sails are full of wind and you're getting knocked around in the ocean. But I thought this was helpful. Again, we're bound to the end on a journey through fire and rain. Good stuff. Anybody know the poet Chad Wagner? Ah, there you go. <laughs> when I'm not singing it, it's poetry. See, I'm not going to get up here and sing it to you because that would be a disaster. You'd all run out of here. But if it's just words on the page, I can call it poetry. Yeah. Yeah. All, right. all right. All right. Hebrews 10, let us draw near with sincere heart and full assurance of faith. And full assurance of faith. Again, we, we want to have that. God wants us to have that. 1 John 5, these things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. So that you may know, right? Okay, so what's this founded on? What, what things can we look to? What do we base our assurance on? Okay. Anybody looking for a great name for a coffee shop?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Would this be a good one? Probably confuse people.
2: <laughs> Sounds like a law firm. Just a little coffee but spending a lot of time there.
1: I like that. Assurance makes me think of insurance companies too for some reason. So maybe it's an insurance company slash coffee shop. I don't know. All right. Yeah. All right. So what's it founded on? A few things, right? So truth, obviously scripture. The divine truth of the promise of salvation. God's promises are infallible and certain. We need to believe that, know that to be true. And then the inward evidence of, this is fancy, the inward evidence of those graces unto which these promises are made. Basically, we can observe our sanctification. Again, we can look at what's going on in our lives. What is the fruit? How are we doing? Are we growing? Are we maturing? Okay. Are we digging deeper into scripture? Are God's truths making more sense to us? Are we applying the things we learn? Can we put that stuff into motion? You know what I mean? There's lots of ways to kind of gauge that, but you can look to your sanctification and know if you're making progress. And then the testimony of the spirit. So this is, again, spirit dwells in you and persuades us of what's true. So you observe things going on. You look at the word and you look at your own life and you know that what's happening is real and true. So tell me about supernatural assurance. Anybody... Can anybody talk to that? Anybody experience that? You get a sense God's talking to you. You know something's going on. You're re- something's being revealed to you. You're being moved in a direction. You're being provided guidance of some kind, right? So we can say it different ways, but there's a supernatural way that the Spirit assures you, right, that you are God's, Adrian. I would say- Kay. and they have a supernatural peace. Yeah,
0: peace, great, Isn't
1: yeah. By Excellent, good, so even in difficult things, right, you know, don't, sometimes there's a peace that you can't make any sense out of. Washes over you, and you're like, okay, that's not from me, yeah, good. What else? Supernatural assurance. Silas? I always think
2: of, <coughs> in Romans, where it says, the, his spirit joins with our spirit to cry out of a Father. Yeah. And so, I in some ways, every day, too, is every day trust mm. God, that yep. but especially in those moments, when those moments of doubt come, that <coughs> there's a spirit just gives a sense that but God is our Father, Yeah. and then we trust Him and relax, we'll yeah. even, even when our minds can't reason through everything. Sure. His spirit joins with our spirit to cry out.
1: Good, yep, <coughs> and to cry out, right, yeah. to do something about it and take a step. Yeah. Yeah, good.
3: I think sometimes it's evident in our children and the way that the Holy Spirit um, doesn't allow their sin to be um, okay
1: And it may not be us, so that's great. That that starts to look around us. What other supernatural assurance do we have that God is working in ways all around us, in our family, our kids, our coworkers, wherever it is? Yeah, good, good. And that itself is such such a confidence builder, isn't it? When you see God working, you can look at it and go, man, that was something. I didn't do that. (laughs) Yeah, good, okay. All right, so let's push on here. So John, John 1, but as many as received him, he gave to them the right to become children of God, even to those who believe his name. Again, eternal life is, this is the truth piece, you know, the truth of scripture, understanding that these statements are clear and true, okay? Second Peter 1, therefore, brethren, all the, be all the more diligent, again, diligent action, right? Make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, this is the action, right, go do, you'll never stumble. Okay. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly supplied to you. And then Romans 8, again, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit, testifies, Mm -hmm. testifies, produces evidence, says things, testifies, right? Okay. Okay, so quickly, challenges. So, again, assurance can be a weak... I think the big thing is, again, the ever-present thing for us is sin. Sin is constantly battering us, trying to beat down that assurance. Satan doesn't want you to know that you're going to persevere. He doesn't want you to have that assurance. He wants you to doubt and doubt and doubt yourself, right? And worry yourself complete. And so he's fighting against us in that way. Sin can erode our confidence that our faith is genuine. Again, we all have doubts and ups and downs. And so, we'll, again, we'll leave it right here. Tell me what you think about this in the, few, in the last few minutes here. It, it, this seems like a small thing. I don't think it is. I think some of us have said this, either to ourselves or to others. If you are struggling, <laughs> right, if you're struggling with this and wondering if this is bothering you, that's the Spirit in you working to convince you. So if you're concerned about it, that itself is a mark of faith. So, uh, that itself is a mark, again, that the Spirit is dwelling you and working in you to convince you of your to to persevere does that make sense what 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 experiences can you share has anybody seen that at work has anybody seen that be helpful maybe that's too general of a question (laughs) but take heart in that Matt did you?
0: about assurance and there's these tests yeah. like mm. do, you, do you follow the, the law yeah. or do you love the brother Yeah. so there's these tests of assurance and then yeah. it ends with that hey you can see that you're mm. sure but also in there you'll see confess your sins so yeah. it doesn't <coughs> say yeah. this perfect person but y- if you don't confess and you're calling Christ a liar and things like that Yeah. but as I was going to say I, I was once working with a man through that book and he was <coughs> doubting or having any assurance at all mm. and later I, I find he, he's having an affair he leaves his wife he leaves the church mm. and so he's searching for assurance but he had no assurance yeah. he actually didn't have it and he was violating yeah. all these things and so you know walking with God and
1: Again, doubt, doubt isn't necessarily a fully a bad thing. The doubt, the doubt causes us to reflect, to dig deep, to, to challenge ourselves. You know, that is good. Again, sin is ever-present. We're going to have ups and downs. We're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. But the mere fact that you're bothered by it, again, frame would go back and say, you know, <clears throat> Judas never asked this question. <laughs> Judas wasn't worried about the sin in his life and what it was doing. If, you, if it's bothering you, that's a sign. <coughs> Okay, what, uh, so we'll just, this is what we kind of covered today, everyone who sincerely believes uh, will have eternal life, it's a regenerate heart that's required, not merely a profession of faith, not merely a profession of faith, Could could be combined for sure, but not by itself. God wants us to have assurance so we can know that our calling is sure. Okay, so application, what else from today can you take away from here and apply in some way for the benefit of the group? Good. Satan wants you paralyzed. He right. don't want you out there working and serving. Wants you to sit around all day in doubt, right? Mm-hmm. So again, we're gonna have doubts, okay? But be assured, have confidence. Go serve. Live your life. Be sanctified. Yeah. Good. What else? Randy. For me, it's not just personal that I have assurance mm-hmm. and perseverance as a, yeah. a
3: gift for everyone in this room and this church mm. and every true believer in that, you know, gives me a lot of joy. They're
1: Yeah, confidence releases us to do all kinds of things. We can get so knotted up. Yeah, Silas.
2: I would just say, kind of the other side of what you said, just spot on. But also, don't settle. On the other side, don't settle for cheap assurance. We uh, just assume. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saved. I don't think too much about my sin because I don't want to have any doubts. But sometimes it is the as we deal with our doubts. Yeah. God leads us to deeper, truer, sure, yeah. better assurance. Absolutely so right. Don't settle for something cheap.
1: Good. Yeah don't over inflate the insurance and assurance. Why do I say insurance? It's not, it's not an insurance company or a coffee shop. I
0: think sometimes um, for those of us who have family members or people that we love who we don't have assurance for, yeah. that we can be really tormented by that and mm. agonize over that and yep. visualize that. And um, my mom died at the end of April and for 30 years I wondered how am I going to handle that? Yeah. And you know, I started Know, got the news. I started thinking immediately of where is she, you know, it was like, it was going to torment me. And Matt said to me, it was so helpful. Hmm. He said, well, you don't have to think about that. That's not your job. All you have to think about is that God is good, mm-hmm. yeah. which is so true. So even if we're looking at other people and just agonizing over the fact that you have no assurance for them, we are to pray. We are to do what we can to speak to
1: Perfect. Yep. It's all about sovereignty. It's not ours to wrestle into. Yeah.
2: to define, know the difference between condemnation and conviction.
1: Oh, yeah. Good.
2: And the self-defense will say it's conviction when it's not. It's Or that it's condemnation when it's not, it's conviction. Right. It's yeah. Not
1: yes. Conviction is very healthy. No condemnation, but he will use conviction for sure to get us back. Yeah, yeah. On track. Ashley.
3: always leads to furtherance. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when we're truly repentant and when we love the Lord and we're struggling with assurance, mm. we can cry out and then do something. Yeah. Sometimes we just cry out and want to wallow. And uh, I think yeah. that there's the when we want to just <coughs> dwell in our sin and like what Wendy was saying, there's that lack of action that mm-hmm. the Lord calls us to and that the Spirit promotes we cry out, and then we do. It's not just a sit here and take it all in and nothing changes.
1: Right. Right, and so how do you balance that call to action and what you're doing with this idea of assurance, which is, so we've said it, that's good. Don't just, it's not just, oh, good, it's done. Now I can go on my happy way, you know, and ignore all of life's problems. No, God's calling us. He uses us. He does it all, but he always does it through us. So expect that expect to be called into action at times, right? Yeah, good. Okay, well, awesome. Thanks, guys, for the conversation today. Appreciate you engaging in that. Wade, do you want to close us out
2: or pick somebody to?
0: Thank you for listening to Truth in Life. If you enjoy this series, make sure to subscribe. And remember, this is truth to live by.